is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome to another Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Martin, agribusiness partner here at Kedco. With me as always, I want to say with me as always is Garth, but we'll, we'll say Jody Claypool, president of JC Innovations, my co-host here on the Clear the Kosciuszko podcast. Another beautiful day here as we come to you live from the third floor of City Hall, the Kedco offices, studio offices embedded in here. And we are, it's great that we have sunshine today, Jody, because we're talking with some outdoorsy guys here today. Uh, what they do, you you don't do indoors most of the time. Right, most right. Most of the time. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be an exciting podcast. I hope you're all strapped in. You got your cup of coffee, everyone, and uh, we'll ride through this. So I gave you a little bit of hint of what we've got. We'll ride through this. Jody, who do we have here today? We have Mike Cusick and Greg Demopoulos. Mike is president of the KCV, which is the Kosciuszko County Velo. Velo is the French word for bicycle. And according to these two guys, this is the first use ever for this in a, in a company title. So we're going to learn more about that. Uh, so Mike is president. Uh, Greg Demopoulos is vice president and co-founder. And uh, apparently this club's been around for 20-ish years. Yep, so, 20 years. Uh, long time. And for those people who aren't familiar with it but are familiar with the uh, Fat and Skinny Tire Festival, this club puts that on. So Correct. if you enjoy yep. coming out to that... Um, and you see these guys walking down the street, make sure to give them a big thank you because it's a great, great uh, program they put on. So welcome, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan and Jody. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, so yeah, go. let's get let's get started. Yeah, so, um, so give us some background on the club. Let's just start there, and we'll build from that. Yeah, so um, honestly, as a co-founder, for me, it was right place, right time. Um, I moved here in 1996 to do an internship um, with a bicycle company here in town. Um, the old YMET, or the YMET building next to Arby's on 15 okay. used to be home to Sun Metal, um, which was, uh, they made everything wheels. So garden cart wheels, steering wheels, motorcycle wheels, but one of their up and coming popular divisions was uh, bicycle components. And uh, so I was a bike kid. Raced BMX um, when I was younger, um, Chicagoland kid, went to school at Ball State and uh, came here to do an internship. And, uh, it, you know, the rest is history, as they say. But, uh, but that's really how I um, kind of got introduced to the area. And through that, that, that was kind of the precursor to finding out about local cyclists, what was going on met several others because that was my job. So um, was there a, already a community of cyclists? There was, yeah. In fact, actually, um, you know, funny thing is when we talk about Fat and Skinny a bit later, um, we found out later from Al Disbro, who's written a book on Winona Lake, found uh, uh, newspaper clippings of a bicycle race in 1894 around the island. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. And so... The island in Winona Lake, yes. And so the prize winnings were $600 in diamonds. So 
roughly $16,000 is what we've been told in, in today's equivalent. So, so there is a history of bicycling in the community. Fast forward a century and where it kind of comes into play, you have the Gast family who opened Freewheeling Bike Shop, which then became Tarkio Road, um, and then Trail House down in, in the village. And so, as I said, right place, right time. Um, I met the Gast's uh, son, Robbie, um, through Sun and um, also met Alan Aldifer from Aldifer Bergen and Company. Um, Alan uh, was a Ball State guy, but raced bicycles as well, um, was a very accomplished road racer. Um, and so Robbie and I worked at Sun together. Um, he introduced me to Alan and a lot of us just through riding bikes and, and talking as I got into the area doing my internship, that turned into a full-time job. Um, and at Sun, we started kind of looking at what was going on. It first started with the Winona Lake Trails. The mountain bike trails were really the first thing um, that happened. And uh, that land, old Chicago Boys Club camp that uh, Dane Miller had owned that land and gave access to local cyclists to start building trails. And so Sun would utilize those trails to test product out. And so we started putting some money into, let's help make sure these trails actually become official. Um, at the same time, there was a KLA paper being done. Jeff Knopfsinger was the assistant city planner and was starting to look at how do we develop a greenway system. And so it was really from all of that kind of percolating that turned into the precursor to KCV was the Winona Lake Trails Association. Uh, and so okay. that started in the late 90s. And then in early 2000s, 2002, um, we actually, because of orthopedics as well, it's kind of all came together. Um, a pro cyclist who um, raced for the U.S. postal team came down to Warsaw because his wife needed a hip replacement and they were doing some work at Depew for her. And so through Jim Lancaster, who is one of our co-founders, um, had him come and speak at the opening of Trail House in the village, and we packed the house out. And it was kind of a aha moment, like, wow, there's a lot of people that are truly interested in bicycling, and not just from the competitive side, but just like the Greenway system and sure. what Jeff was working on and how much interest there was in that from the average person um, made us realize like that there's something going on here. So... That's kind of a long-winded start to have, that's but that's a, how KCV started. That's a great origin story. I yeah. wish we had that kind of well-crafted origin story every time. <laughs> I, I think that's... It's almost that's, like he planned it. <laughs> that's right. He might have said this once or twice <laughs> before, I think. Maybe, I yeah, guess. Right. Yeah, right. That's fantastic. It's a great origin story. Um, so I take it you guys aren't doing the race for diamonds anymore. Actually, we are, but not for diamonds. See, they need to promote that a little bit better, yeah, right? Well, and, and maybe so, a Chapman Jewelers, uh, <laughs> yeah. right? But that, that's interesting. You know, the one one thing I pointed pulled out of that is so I'm thinking a bicycle race around the island. That's a pretty short race, even in 1894. I mean, I'm sure it was probably multiple laps, but still, the island's not that big. That's right. And sixteen thousand dollars worth yeah. today's money of diamonds. Yeah. What a time to be alive. That's right. I bet those races were full contact. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. So uh, exciting. So tell us a little bit now about the. I mean, the great origin story for KCV. What are you involved in? 
now today. Tell us about KCV today. Yeah, so great job, Greg, for, for going through the history. And that is the basis of a lot of the work that's being done today. Um, we really think about three different areas of focus for the club. And those are advocacy, which includes awareness, access, and activities. And when you think about what Greg went through with the trails, and we've talked a little bit about the Fat and Skinny Tire Fest, right? It's really building on those elements. So there, there's a lot of crossover between those. Fat and Skinny Tire Fest, which I know we'll talk more about, certainly gets into awareness, advocacy, activities, and access. Um, and the trails are also about access. But part of what we're trying to do, and, and Greg alluded to it, was we're not just trying to appeal to the, the racers, the competitive cyclists. You know, basically everyone's a cyclist or is a potential cyclist. I was looking up some numbers that 96% uh, of Americans have learned how to ride a bike at one point in their life. And so we want to appeal to that entire group and advocate for that entire group. So whether someone is a commuter, you know, going to the grocery store, going to work, whether they just ride um, casually down greenways, around town with their kids, or if they compete, we really want to do a lot uh, and be involved in a lot of elements that build better infrastructure for them, build more education for that group as overall, and really just get, get more people riding in general. Well, so, and you brought something up uh, before we started uh, recording, and that was you rode your bike here, and yes. at $5.25 a gallon, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people considering non-gas-powered transportation. Amen, Jody. I was just yeah. thinking, I was going to say, okay, what was gas this morning? Like 520-something, yeah. And, and so I think that's, that hits at the heart of it. Um, there was actually a Ipsos, an international surveying company, that just released data. Um, uh, 22,000 people took this survey over 20 countries. And what they asked was, what's the most promising infrastructure that can be built worldwide? And they talked about bicycle and pedestrian infrastructure. Because on average, 60% of our trips are four miles or less. So if you did just half of those by walking or bicycling, right. and most of those people said the reason that it prevents them from doing it, it's not interest, it's safe infrastructure. Yeah. So that's right. really what we're looking at is, a holistic approach to transportation planning, especially in a community like Casiasso County where we have these beautiful lakes. I mean, if you could ride your bike to all the lakes, if you could ride your bike yeah. to school, to parks, that's really what we're after because it opens the door for massive economic development because well, you see it all over the country. I was going to say, that's, there, this is it. we're not inventing anything. The, the communities that do this have huge upside potential, whether oh. it's a blue way, like the yeah. rivers connecting the lakes yes. or a bike trail or both. Yes. would be great. Yes. Right. There's a yep. great example of that. It's called the gap trail and the CNO national park. And it's a bike trail, bike path that connects Pittsburgh to Washington, DC, mm. 330 miles in length. And there's no car access on those trails. And just having that alone has really reinvigorated Western Pennsylvania. A lot of those towns were quite honestly dying towns. Coal has moved out. Now they have tourism coming in. And so there, and, and people seek those type of activities. They might bike pack with uh, all their camping gear the entire way. They might stay at Airbnbs, hotels. But it's really done quite a bit economically in those communities that yeah. have these full trail systems. Now, it's no small effort to coordinate all the entities involved. Brian, Ryan and I know, because we're, we're in the midst of doing that with Tippy River Adventures. There's a lot of different 
organizations doing different things that kind of overlap and you know a lot of people want to be brought to the table for conversations so yes. how does that who, who are you working with and then how are you navigating those conversations yeah so that's you know that's kind of the interesting that that kind of came out of kcv when we started it was hey we got to maintain the trails and then we put on this bike festival that just took off that happens to have happened for 17 years now <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. wow how have we done this yeah. but it's really out of <laughs> that that was kind of the uh litmus test for us if you will right. that showed you know what we actually can play a collaborative part in the community and and Beyond to Mike's point, you know the different audiences we're trying to to help. The the competitive cyclist, he's going to ride no matter what. He's going to find somewhere to ride, or he'll ride the streets because they feel you know secure enough in in their handling skills that I can go out on the typical roads and ride my bike as a vehicle. It's the other parts where it's how do we help? When you see the lines for people that are dropping and picking up their kids, it it kind of breaks my heart because I'm like, oh man, I remember as a kid growing up outside of Chicago, you know, middle of winter, I'm still riding my bike or walking to school. My mom told me to get to school. Yeah. So um, that doesn't sound fun, but a lot of the year, I mean, my kids have asked all the time, hey, dad, can, can you ride us to school? Can we ride our bikes to school? You're at Eisenhower. No, you're not going on 200. So um, it's one of those things where we really want to see that change happen. And and so if we can play a part as collaborators, whether it's showing the latest studies, whether it's bringing experts in, you know, the whole ride just below us for in, in this Ridewalk Advisory Committee, Ridewalk Warsaw went on a lake, um, popped up 2011. That actually came from a, a grant that the Indiana Department of Health brought to us because they came up and visited Fat and Skinny Tire Fest. And they were blown away with what we were doing in a small community. And so they talked about how this is what we want to see across the state. We want to see small communities be able to do things like this. And so what you guys are doing is kind of put it up on a pedestal and be proud of what you're doing, but don't stop there. Right. And so that actually what led to a lot of the planning, the master plan that Ridewalk has um, for Warsaw and Winona Lake, and that's now spurred on some of the conversations we've been able to have through the forward Casiasco planning, where 60% of the uh, initial feedback that came in from all of our communities in the county were asking for trails, parks, greenways, connectivity. And so that was one of those things where if you have a majority of people, even in the smaller communities in right. our county, that don't feel like that's being addressed, how do we do that? Because it opens the, the door to even bigger things, which hopefully we can talk about. So, Yeah, and then, I, mean, I see it. I mean, I see the upside potential in connecting the communities and getting traffic to go from, you know, yeah. from the lakes down through the towns, yep. from border to border in this county. I think there's a lot of upside potential there. Yep. Yep. So it's great to see you guys doing that. Yeah. And, and not to mention, I mean, coming from a guy who's cleaned up two log jams, <laughs> cutting trails through woods is no small, right. small was, thing. You guys we have spoke done a great to, job. Yeah, we spoke to Rotary last week. Yeah. And so one of the things that I mentioned is, you know, we can always use trail volunteers because this time of year, right, how often are you mowing your lawn and, and weed eating? Well, 10.2 miles of trail is not 10.2 miles of trail. It's... 20.4 miles of trail because it's each side you're trimming weed eating 
and then above you, you're yeah, trimming. Right? And yeah. so, yeah, it's uh, plenty to do. That's a heavy lift right there. Yeah. I yeah. do just want to mention, um, Greg talked about the ride walk committee, but a lot of this happens because of the involvement of our civil leaders. Yeah. So Joe Tolomer, our mayor yep. of, of Warsaw, huge supporter of these initiatives, our town supervisors around the county, our county council. Um, everyone needs to be involved to actually make these things happen. So it's really a group effort. We're yeah. here advocating, kind of representing the cyclists, but it's not going to happen without a broader Absolutely. spectrum of people wanting it to Absolutely. make it happen. Yeah. 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 And talk a little bit because, you know, we, we've centered a lot of the, the conversation, at least with to this point. You mentioned 10.2 miles of trails and things like that. That's all here. Warsaw, Winona Lake. You mentioned Forward Kosciuszko on the plan. There was a lot of talk about connectivity at Negreen, Mentone, Syracuse, Webster. We've Correct. got the Syracuse Webster Trail, but, Correct. but but Milford and all of these other communities here as well. So move outside the Warsaw Winona Lake bubble just a little yeah. bit. What's KCV's involvement in a pure countywide cyclist? Video? Yeah, absolutely. So the the fun thing is, I mean, just thinking back, first and foremost, like especially with you guys, if you're, you know, launching a, a Blue Way outdoor, you know, uh, company, you realize, one, the pandemic just lit the fire on people's desire sure, to get outside. Sure. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. we know that that has increased. Just before that, even if, you know, go back five years, right? So Syracuse Wallace is starting to build their trails. Um, and... So Megan, who was the executive director that came in for Syracuse Wawasee Trails, now oversees the Fort Wayne Trails. So there's still a lot of local connection um, by people. But uh, talking about the connections, there's now um, Erlene, who is the director for Syracuse Wawasee, sits on the Ridewalk Advisory Committee. Um, Dan, who is working on a project in North Webster to connect North Webster to Syracuse, and then there's an engineering study being done to look at how does North Webster then get connected to either Warsaw or Winona Lake. He's on the committee. Kerry Groninger's on the committee. Um, so there is a growing interest from a lot of these communities that need representation at that level because you're navigating, okay, uh, in dot, you're navigating with MACOG, you're navigating grants, um, you're navigating how do you combine public funding and private funding and matches and all those kinds of things. And so it doesn't just happen overnight, but there is huge interest. And, and we've got requests from Etna Green and Pearson and Milford. Milford's done a study and is and has uh, looking for grant funding. And so they're all they all have projects that they're working on, and now that's the exciting thing is that as uh, Forward Casiasco, the planning has kind of come out from that. It's looking at how do we now take what we did in Warsaw and Winona Lake and having a master plan that kind of guides active transportation, you know, planning and infrastructure. Sure. Yeah. How do we do that countywide? Because once you do that countywide, it opens the door even more. Because if you think about it, north of us, Elkhart County. You have the pumpkin vine, right? So if you can connect through Elkhart County and the pumpkin vine down into Kosciuszko County and our lakes, that system is connecting over to South Bend and Niles, and they're working on connectivity to Lake Michigan. So now all of a sudden, when you think of trails like what Mike was talking about with the Gap Trail and going from Pittsburgh to Washington, D.C., you can envision going from Lake Michigan 
to Warsaw and Winona Lake. Now, the average person may not do that, right? but one of the biggest growing aspects of bicycling is bikepacking, and that's basically bike tourism. Somebody yeah, right, that will right, right. load their bike up with their stuff, and they'll go for a weekend, or they'll go for well, a week. Well, and, and the, and the um, increase in people doing the electric, mm-hmm. um, either assist or the, uh, the electric <coughs> yep. power bikes, bikes yep. gives them more... Uh, mileage that they can exactly cover. Yeah. yeah well i just chatted with carrie um the other day at, at a meeting and he was talking about how when they go up to michigan they've got two pedal assist e-bikes now that they hop on the greenway and they go to their favorite ice cream place right from their house in michigan hey, and i just want to add on before yeah. we forget you talked about everything from Kaskaskia County North connected yeah. we're not that far from being connected from warsaw to Peru, um, Peru. Rochester. Rochester, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the Nickel Plate Trail. Yeah. And then the Nickel Plate is only door, missing yeah. about a 15 mile gap to the Monon Trail. So if we complete those gaps, we'd be able to bicycle with no cars all the way down to Indianapolis. And now overall, that would open up Indianapolis into Michigan once this is all completed. Yeah. And you're talking, that would probably be one of the longest rail trail systems in the U.S. at this point. Right. And then that opens the door. That's the backbone, actually. The nickel plate is part of what's called the Great American Trail that they announced just before the pandemic. And there was uh, Rails to Trails Conservancy, League of American Bicyclists. There were several groups that did a study on what greenways currently exist and if you wanted to go across the country by bicycle without having to be on a you know car uh uh system what would it look like and it actually comes through so they've put together this plan to get all the way across the country but what that's spurring is everybody wanting to connect to that backbone sure and so it's opening regional tourism and economic development for any community near there. Sure. So the sky's the limit, really. Well, and so the current, you, know, you mentioned the Monon, and Nickel Plate, and all those are all, and you mentioned it right there toward the rails to trails. They're old railroad beds. Yep. So acquisition, property acquisition was less of a problem. Once we Correct. move, Once we move away from old rail beds, property acquisition becomes a bigger problem. Well, challenge, not yes. a problem, a challenge yeah. to try yeah. and navigate to, yes. to put these together. And that's really what we're dealing with in Casiasso County. I think with the um, taste for it and the desire for it that we had, if we had access to old rail beds, they'd already be built. Right. Um, and so that's the challenge we run into. I mean, that that's one of the challenges we face now is Warsaw itself and Casiaso County, you have Route 30 and 15 coming right through it. And so you have challenges with the, the highways that you have to figure out that create this buffer that basically split our county. Um, but then you also have two active railroads. Um, and so I'm not advocating for shut down the railroads by any means, but it just it makes it harder. We have the old inner urbans that um, if we'd have been 20, 30 years sooner, we probably would still be able to be accessing those. But those have all grown over. People have bought those. There are some bits and pieces that we look at when we're mapping things out and going, okay, maybe there's a possibility to get some here, but that's somebody's farm or that's somebody's front yard. And, and so it, it's going to take time. That's just the challenge that we're, we're dealing with. 
Yeah. Some days, more than others, people would be okay with shutting down the railroads. Yes, <laughs> yes, right, <laughs> I think exactly. You were on a train this yes, morning. Yes, I beginning. was. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. No, let's talk a little bit about. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about KCV, which 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 we need to. But let's talk about Mike and Greg, the guys. <clears throat> sure. What 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 what's your story? How, what brought you guys here? And uh, let's just talk about you a bit. Your turn, Mike, because they heard a little bit of mine. Yeah, so. not, a, not a problem. And, and yeah, you did share a little bit of already. And I moved to the area in 2006 for an orthopedic job. I've been in orthopedics all my life. And um, I've always been an avid cyclist, but I had no clue what area I was moving into. So other than I, I knew I was a half mile away from the mountain bike trails, and I'm like, oh, I'll get back into mountain biking. That sounds great. Um, but I didn't know the the passion, if you will, for cycling in this community. And it really reignited a deeper passion for me. So coming into the area in that time, like I said, I didn't really know all these bits and pieces. Started just casually mountain biking, started getting dragged into some events that KCV was running. The At the time, we had the 24-hour. I think that was my first race that Rob and Robbie gassed from Trailhouse, convinced me I needed to be part of their team, even though I barely knew how to not hit a tree at that point. So I started, that's, that's how I started getting knowledge of some of the people and the club. And then I think um, the earliest Fat and Skinny Tire Fest that I have knowledge on is probably number seven, uh, maybe number six. I, I know I have a shirt from number seven. That's, that's why that sticks <laughs> in the mind. So, um, so again, I was moving in, in the area. It's just started meeting people, started meeting people with a common interest started biking more just because, you know, not only is it fun, it helps with your health, your fitness, all those types of pieces. So that's what got me started. And then just the exposure to the club over time, started volunteering on the trails, started becoming more active with the club, um, eventually became a co-director of the festival and also a board member. And then that's grown to where I am with the, you know, club today, now that I've lived here 16 years. So it's been a bit of time, um, but it's, uh, it's it's been great to be involved with cycling since I've been here. So what are you guys involved with outside? So cycling, cycling is life. It <laughs> seems like for for. But if you took cycling out, what else in the community really is a draw for you guys as as you're here? The trails are are one thing, but but what what else would you call consider a a significant draw to the county? Well, I think uh, the lakes are obvious and sure. the. Uh, the waterways, if you will. Uh, I'm lucky enough to live next to Winona Lake, so I'm able to get on it um, recreationally. Uh, I think the I think the community overall just has a great feel to it. That there's a lot of openness of individuals that you get out of the Midwest. Um, that it's uh, easy to get involved with um, different activities. And I just you know having been involved not just in the cycling club but in some of the other volunteer organizations. I think there's just a great volunteer spirit in our community that wants to see the community be successful, wants to see it thrive and grow. Yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, I think uh, outside of trails and, and the lakes, um, which that's where I spend most of my time, um, but I am out in the community. My day job is at Warsaw Community Church as the community outreach director, and so get a chance to see um, just how giving the community is, um, and and um, yeah, I just uh, I mean, Sun's no longer here. They got bought and moved to Milwaukee, and so my wife and I had a decision to make: do we 
go to Milwaukee? Do we move out west? What do we do? Um, we fell in love with the community and the relationships we had um, with people here. And so it's funny because you have, with Fat and Skinny, you sometimes take it for granted, and then you have things like Fat and Skinny Tire Fest roll around, and you have people from literally all over the country show up to race in our community. And then the relationships you've built with people from all over the Midwest that come back every single year, and they'll always joke with us. They'll always, I'll get a text message. Hey, how are things going in Utopia? Like, it's just, it's this little joke. We have our problems, right? But even people outside of here recognize there's something special in our community. So Yeah, I would just, like you, I've had opportunities to move outside of the community over the time I've been here. And my wife and I talk about it, and with the friendships we've built, with the groups that we're engaged in, um, we really don't see that as an option, not a preferred option. So uh, we've chosen to stay here in this community as well, just because overall, it, it's it's like Greg was saying, it's um, you know, the, between the friendships, the community feel, and you know, just overall, um, just enjoying the people that you're around and and the people you work with has been great. Fantastic. Uh, favorite eateries? Oh, man. See, there's no shortage. Like, I have to say, one of my favorite things to do is to be able to hop on my bike with friends and family and pedal the Greenway into Winona Lake, and I can choose from uh, Cerulean, Light Rail, Ice Cream Shop. I can go up to Spikes. Um, so... It's it's hard to choose. And and now even the aspect of being able to come across town on Market Street. Yeah. The traffic at the tracks we're still trying to work out and everything, but I've we've come down with our family. Well, we just have to be careful crossing fifteen, but going to Matt Anthony's. Yeah, now that they've got the uh, that Market Street's got the sidewalks yes. on the side makes it a lot easier. Yes. Right? Yeah. So um yeah, those are probably my, my go tos. So I cycle sometimes to support my eating habits, so I have a yes, lot of favorite right. eaters. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> check, so. Out, check out your watch to see if you can get that double cheeseburger. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't try to justify it that way because I'm always chasing it, but uh, I think you hit on a lot of them. Um, you know, there's also, it, it's countless, right? We have we have a lot of great restaurants in town. I would yeah. add Rua to that. You oh, yeah. You mentioned 110, Ledgeview. Oak Alley, I'm just thinking yeah, through. Like Alley, all the places yeah. I've ridden my bike to eat. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you're going all the way over to Ledgeview, you could you could probably put down some ribs. Yeah, out even yeah. Creighton's is, is great oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've uh, I didn't measure that one time at about eight miles from my house. So that actually might work. You know, that round trip might work off whatever I eat on that trip. So, so uh, a quite burning question in my mind because I'm I'm out in the county. I'm a county sure. guy. We have a farm down south, and you drive around some of the county roads and the green signs. Yep. Kosciuszko County Byways bikeway. or Bikeway yep. or, or whatnot. Who put those together? Because sometimes I look at the roads that those were put on, and it's like, who in their right mind designated this would be a good road to put bike traffic yeah. on? How did that, did that come to pass through anything through yep. what you guys were doing? Yeah, so years ago, so our advocacy director, Fred Helfrick, um, is, spent significant time surveying cyclists what roads the ones that go out out into the county because if you're going to go out for a 40 50 mile ride you're not cruising around town 
you're going out into the county. And so we spent significant time just with maps over and over. What are your routes? What are your routes? And this is, this is precursor to GPS and some of those things. So back in early 2000s, before that technology was readily available, where I can hop on my Strava app now and look at 25 guys who where they rode, um, this was drawing it out on a map. Wh which roads do you feel safest on? Which roads were in the best condition? So again, those are all things that we have to review every year. Um, they don't always get changed, but what happened is that was part of a grant as well that we worked with Ride Walk and said, hey, let's at least put out there because there's, there's a decent amount of cyclists who are just looking for what are those routes out in the county where I could actually ride my bike and it's a bit less traveled. It's a bit less traffic, maybe more scenic. Um, road might be in better shape at the time. So all that stuff changes, right? And especially as you put in housing developments and things like that, those things have to be evaluated. But that was the, that was the, the purpose behind those, was what are some of those routes out in the county? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I, I would add, you, you mentioned GPS. So there's an app called Strava which is a sports tracking app. A lot of people, cyclists use it, runners use it. And being part of the club, we can actually ask for heat maps of the county. Right. And it'll actually show the roads that are ridden on with the most volume by cyclists. Yep. And, you know, cyclists will generally determine what's the easiest road, what's the safest road, what puts me out of traffic the best. So it's a, it's a great resource to reinforce some of the choices made in that, um, in that original bikeway um, selection. We talked about it for me riding over here. I actually don't take, I didn't take the most direct route downtown from my house. I, I chose a little bit more scenic going on the greenways, going through down Market Street that we talked about. Partially uh, for that decision was just to stay away from the more heavily traveled roads that are narrower too. I feel comfortable on them, but I, you know, on the other hand, it's it's also just making it easier on me to take a route that I know that's got a little bit more infrastructure for riding, a little safer as well. As well. Yeah, right on. All right, so we've burned through time really quick here. Uh, there, there's a lot to unpack. I don't feel like we've even scratched the surface, but uh, it has come time for us. We have a signature question, and we get a twofer today because oh. both of these guys have to answer the signature question. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, have you listened to the podcast, guys, before? Started to. Uh, they don't know about the signature <laughs> question. So, Jody, explain the signature question and then go ahead and ask it. So, this is what I call the verbal Rorschach, okay? Um, this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. And so, what we ask uh, anybody who comes on the show is, what does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? And don't both don't speak at once. <laughs> I would say, when I hear that, I would say, what's evident, right? What's going to be observable by anyone coming in what are clear what, what aspects of Costco county clearly define it as a separate great entity and i think we hit on the some of those things with the greenways the lakes the people obviously the trails um so that's what i interpret clearly as as those things that are going to be obvious to a visitor and to anyone who's not part of the community what defines our community that we live in Man, I got to answer that too, huh? Actually, that was, we were on the same train of thought, was like, when I think of Casiasso County, I kind of smile. And I think of those conversations that people that have been coming for years hear 
Um, and it's like, this gets to be my home. I, I get to live here. I get to be a part of this community. The relationships I have where people look forward to coming to Fat and Skinny, come ride our trails, um, come... And, and those have become lifelong friendships where they look forward to visiting Casiasso County. And so I think it is. It's that what's clearly evident of being part of this community. Fantastic. I thought you were going to try and skip out, Greg, and say Mike took mine, but then you, you nope. saved it. No. You saved yourself and came on out of it. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get to talk much about. We alluded to Fat and Skinny Tire Fest a lot. Uh, that just completed here just a little while ago. Take on this year's event, guys. How was the event as we kind of finish up? It was great to be back. It right? was. This it was, was on a hiatus because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We ran what we called a mini skinny last year with just the tour and um, the Dino race. race because yeah. there could be a lot of social distancing in those. But we really came back full force this year. And, and I think my take on it was that our community was ready to have a festival back in town. We, had a, we do a critical mass ride from the village of Winona to downtown. We had about 850 riders in that, Eight, you know, families, people of all ages. It was great. Um, and just the whole weekend, everyone's really excited that it's happening again, and it's back on track and looking forward to next year. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I, I didn't realize how much I missed it. Because you have to realize for a core group of us, it's year-round. It's nonstop. There's always questions or things to be working on for Fat and Skinny. And so you might get a one- to two-month breather. Um, and, and so after 16 years of that beforehand, um, starting to wear. And then the pandemic hit, and we had three years off. And it was we were a bit rusty, but... It, it, you know, we heard from a lot of people, wow, you guys didn't miss a beat, and man, did we miss this event. And so that was the thing for us is, even for ourselves, how much we missed doing it, how much it means to us. Um, so yeah, it was exciting. So if somebody wants to get more information, how do they reach out to you guys, or if they want to participate? Yeah, I mean, certainly social media, we're on Facebook and Instagram, KCV Cycling. Um, the best way connects to all our other um websites but kcvcycling.org and then there's also fat and skinny tire and winona lake trails.com fantastic one more thing uh, we have a major initiative that oh, we'd yeah. like to discuss before we wrap up for today and uh, we talked about the winona lake trails and the donation of land from the miller foundation dane milton dane and mary louise miller as well as it uses some of the the town of winona lakes property but we actually just purchased the property adjacent to it about 15 acres with the vision to create a a bike park and event center at it so right now um, like i said it's adjacent we've created a trailhead there um, we had our mountain bike start finish line there for the first time uh, with Fat and Skinny Tire Fest. Um, but at this point, to, to achieve this dream of putting a bike park in place, we, we, have, uh, we have to do some fundraising. So the first phase is to um, help us raise money to actually pay for the land and some of the initial planning infrastructure, such as a, a parking lot. Um, but eventually, in our other phases, we also want to build in um, an asphalt pump track. We want to put in skills lines. We want to put in, uh, eventually, restrooms and other facilities. So the thought here is we're going to have a bike center um, that can connect into our greenways, that connect into the mountain bike trails. 
One, and it's skills development. And while that's for all ages, it's, it's a great resource, especially for kids who are learning how to ride a mountain bike or just a bike in general to get on some different features um, and trails, somewhat like a bunny hill before they get on the big trail. So it's really a development for, for rider skills. So we've got a big vision on what we are, we want this bike park to be, but we wanted to make sure we mentioned it during during this podcast to help create more awareness in, in what activities are going on in that space. Yeah, and if you go to the KCV website um, and hit the all the way to the right, there's a donate button. It actually takes you to the fundraising page to get all the details, the phases, photos, that kind of stuff. Um, that's that's available there. Same thing on One Own Lake Trails. So. Awesome. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask how to get people there. So, yep. uh, guys, thanks for stopping by today. It's thank been uh, it's been a great conversation. I enjoyed it immensely, Jody. Thank you for being here again today. And of course, you're listening to the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. We'll have another episode for you in two weeks. So check back on all your favorite podcast uh, entities for the entire series, and go back and give some of the uh, prior ones a listen too. KCV org kcv cycling kcv cycling.org look these guys up i'm ryan martin he's jody claypool we'll see you next time on the clearly kosciuszko podcast clearly kosciuszko is a county-wide voice created in partnership between the Lilly center for lakes and streams kosciuszko county convention and visitors bureau Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.